Hello, and welcome to the CRE with CBC Worldwide podcast. This is Tom Hershey from Colville Banker Commercial. My guests today are Kevin Song and Slater Borgen of Withco, and they're here today to discuss their unique platform of acquiring small business real estate. Slater is on Withco's partnership team, focused on building and deepening relationships across the commercial real estate industry. Prior to joining Withco, Slater spent four years as a director of strategic growth at Compass, where he was responsible for increasing Compass's market share nationally through broker acquisition. Prior to that, Slater worked for JLL and was an early employee at the PropTech Unicorn VTS. Now, Kevin is Withco's founder and CEO. Driven by the experience of his family's Brooklyn grocery store being displaced, Kevin started Withco to make it exciting to be a small business owner in America again. He spent his career investing in, managing, and advising over 50 companies and has deployed over a billion dollars of equity capital. Kevin graduated from Cornell University with a degree in economics and was a Forbes 30 under 30 recipient for social entrepreneurship. Gents, thanks for joining us today. I'm super excited to hear about your approach to real estate acquisitions. And I think our listeners are really going to be intrigued by your story. So let's get started. Kevin, you know, in your bio, it says that you started with Coke because of your family's Brooklyn grocery store being displaced. I'm sure your family's story resonates with business owners across the U.S. Could you please fill in our audience and tell us why you started with Coke? Yeah, absolutely. Tom, so excited to be here. Big fan. So really, really grateful for this opportunity. The story really starts in New York. My parents had a grocery store in Brooklyn. Like many business owners, they ran it blood, sweat, tears, Little League baseball, food drives, because they knew that being a good business owner actually meant being a good community owner as well. One day they got a phone call from a developer who had just purchased the building for no fault of their own. They actually decided to double the rent and we lost the business in a matter of weeks. I was just a kid. And so I asked my parents a lot of the hard why questions that you would naturally ask. But the one that stuck even as I grew older was why actually being a great business owner meant that we had to leave the neighborhood in a lot of ways. I think my parents contributed to the value that was created in that neighborhood in Brooklyn and then ultimately became victims of their own success. And so I realized that I really wasn't alone and this was a shared experience that great entrepreneurs and families across the country were effectively displacing themselves by being successful and building great neighborhoods. And so we're building Withco to not only ensure other families can avoid the same fate, but also to create a new way of doing business that rightfully values and shares in the real contribution that local business owners bring to their neighborhoods. Wow, that's a great story. And definitely that will resonate with a lot of small business owners out there. What types of properties do you invest in? Yeah, absolutely. So we are focused on single tenant occupied properties with a purchase price of up to $5 million across the United States. We're actively investing in office, medical office, retail, light industrial, restaurants and bars and service centers, as well as professional service centers, such as legal firms and accounting firms. So really quite a broad swath. And so when you're, and maybe you just kind of answered that with office, medical office, retail, light industrial, what types of tenants specifically are you seeking out? Yeah, small, small business is a huge category. It sort of represents, I think, the diversity of what 
we all believe in and what the country has to offer. And so when we look at small business owners, we really look at two things, whether the business owner is actually indeed a small business and whether the the small business is right for uh, property ownership. On the first hand, we uh, want to make sure that the small business actually qualifies as a small business according to the SBA, which is the Small Business Administration. They consider things like revenue and number of employees. And on the second hand, we want to make sure that this business is actually right for property ownership. We work really hard to understand them, their business model, their interest in and ability to actually purchase the property in the coming years. Our main goal is to make sure that the business owner can be the property owner over time and for our product not to be a burden, but potentially one of the greatest things that's happened to them. So the word small popped up a bunch of times there, and I understand you that a lot of these deals are done through the SBA or the bulk of them. So how big or small would a typical asset type be? Right now, we're looking for assets in the 200,000 to 5 million range. And for reference, our portfolio has assets from 3 million to, I think the lowest price point is 450,000. This asset class skews towards the lower end, given that some of these tenants tend to occupy spaces that are one to $3 million. Um, and that also varies on the geography as well, of course. What about credit for the, the tenants? I mean, are these you know, high net worth individuals or these, you know, the, is the credit profile of a tenant, are these going to be, you know, lower credit tenants? They're not going to be like, you know, a Walgreens, obviously. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be a Walgreens. It's going to be, you know, the small moms and pops. We're not working with national credit tenants. As Kevin mentioned, the goal is to work with the small business in order to get them to into a position where they can access an SBA loan. So all of our guidelines and, and our buy box is really in line with the guidelines that the SBA puts out for their for their lending services. So how then are you finding these deals? Great question. So as we continue to establish credibility in the commercial real estate world, we're building relationships with brokers and small businesses to make them aware of our product and the positive social impact that it could have in their communities. My role personally is to build strategic relationships within the brokerage community. We understand the important role that the broker plays and the intimate relationships that they have within those communities. So I work to educate these folks on Withco's lease to own model so that they can bring us relevant deals that they know of and especially deals that might not be uh, available on market, but maybe things that they're aware of off market. And then in addition to that, we also source market deals from public listing services like LoopNet. And lastly, I would just add that we are starting to raise awareness within the small business community. We're very fortunate that a lot of the recent press that we've garnered has reached these small business operators who have come to us really excited about property ownership. So we're seeing some inbound momentum there. Okay, so once you find a deal, how, how are the deals actually structured? Yeah, and this is, I think, really important for the CBC crowd. I actually loved being at your conference in Austin. Slater and I were together. We had a great time, really, really great event. But we also loved that we were actually the only investor there. We weren't trying to sell anything. We're not a vendor. We're actually an investment platform. And so we purchase assets outright. When we identify an opportunity in our buy box, we submit non-contingent cash offers within 48 hours. And so we, we understand that speed is a part of the game here. And then we look at to get into contract within two weeks. 
after which we conduct 30 to 45 days of, of DD, followed by a quick close after that. Uh, our goal is really to bring institutional speed and certainty to this market, which has historically lacked both and also has lacked really a qualified buyer that will, you know, make, make, uh, make offers that are both fair, but also, you know, operate, operate with great speed. So I'm, I'm guessing that doesn't work in every market across the country. Are there markets that you're actively looking in? Or are there some that are maybe on the back burner that you'd like to look in? So we are seeking out investment opportunities nationally and are really open to the right opportunity. But we are focusing our efforts in the Southeast, Midwest, and then Texas in particular. Interesting. So I think Based on that, I want to back up just a little bit and let's walk through a typical deal. So what gets you excited about an acquisition? So identifying and executing on the right opportunity for the small business operator is our main goal and our only measure of success. We pride ourselves on the fact that our product only succeeds based on how well the real estate will suit the success of that small business operator. Often this asset class is overlooked and undervalued, but when you understand the small business that occupies it and the impact that it has on the surrounding community and the neighborhood, um, that's really what makes us excited. So executing on behalf of that small business is, is really what excites all of us about the acquisition. Yeah, I, I really think Slater is spot on. I would echo all of what he said and say it really is about finding a small business who is an entrepreneur, who is operating successfully, but doesn't necessarily have the capital or never cross the bridge on ownership their own. And it's really exciting to find these owners who are operating out of property that is right for them and actually empowering them through the benefits of property ownership, because that's what really brings them long-term certainty, immediate control, and a real wealth-building opportunity for them. It's interesting, uh, just listening to you both talk about this, it's obvious that you're really giving back to these communities. Even though you're coming in as an investor, you're giving back to these communities and giving the individual business owners an opportunity that they may not have had. So when you go in, do you renovate? Do you upgrade? What do you do to the asset once you acquire it? Yeah, and I'll actually address like, you know, that's why we love CBC, because, you know, at the conference, we met people from you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who knew every business owner in their community was part of their chamber. And we get that, you know, brokers are so integral into actually making their own neighborhood successful and that they have real skin in the game to do the right thing. And so we think it's a really, really great win-win opportunity for both sides. On the renovation and upgrade point, our real goal here is to maximize the success of the business owner and to create as much value for them as possible through property ownership. We don't call our business uh, owners tenants. We actually call them partners and we work together to really try to achieve these goals. You know, with that said, we, tr we try to identify assets that are suited to the business's current needs. I will also work to get the tenant or the partner on a net lease. So they're ready for all property ownership and all the sort of trappings that it entails when the time comes. But because our product provides certainty and the partner knows they will operate out of that space for years or potentially decades to come, they actually take the onus to invest into their space themselves because, you know, at the end of that lease term with us, they'll actually convert to ownership. And that makes, you know, making those investments or fixing that HVAC unit that's always been broken 
uh, you know, really worthwhile. To give you an example, we have a partner in Shillington, Pennsylvania, who owns and operates a medical spa, and she upgraded everything from her rooms, for example, and did some lightweight weight renovations because she knew that in doing so, she was not only driving immediate revenue through her doors, but also driving you know, long-term value creation through, through the real estate ownership. I wanted to circle back to something Slater you had said earlier on, and and that's about you know your non-contingent cash offers. What's the typical start to finish when you're going into a deal? Let's say I have an uh, Tom Hershey, Cobalt Banker, commercial broker. I have an asset that I send your way. You get excited about it. What is the deal process? Yeah, so we like to pride ourselves on bringing institutional speed and certainty to an area of the market that has traditionally lacked a little bit of that. I think Kevin mentioned that earlier. So our goal is to be extremely efficient in the process. So we typically submit a letter of intent within 48 hours after receiving the fantastic lead from Tom and making sure that that deal matches our criteria. We then look to have the property under contract within two weeks from that offer being submitted. From there, it typically takes us 30 to 45 days to complete that due diligence, and then a quick close after that, say 10 days, all in all netting out around 60 days. And are you financing these deals when you go in? Are these all cash? You're the bank, so to speak. Yeah, we're typically coming in as all cash bidders. We finance everything else on the back end. Gotcha. So I think that the partnering with the tenant is is awesome making sure their business succeeds. But we all know not all businesses succeed. There, there could be external pressures. We could have another pandemic. What if the tenant fails? Do you do you sell the asset? Do you seek a new, maybe comparable tenant suited for that space? Yeah, I think it's important to say, and this is kind of to one of your earlier questions too, that you know you can be a small business owner and you can be a high credit tenant. Those two things are not actually mutually exclusive. It's really about finding the right businesses. And we think our product creates uh, that alignment to be able to do that successfully. And so all to say, I think a lot of the work in actually ensuring that a business owner is successful with our product actually comes really, really early on. But if it, if it does happen that a business, um, you know, for whatever reason needs to exit the space or can't take us up on ownership, you know, I think we're aligning, you know, incentives so that the business owner has all the incentives in the first place to purchase the property at the end of their lease term. We're providing that necessary down payment and converting them from owns to own payment to a mortgage, which should save them money on a monthly basis. And all while they've actually paid us market rent, which is typically not more than they would have paid in rent otherwise to any other landlord. And so we really want to do business with, uh, with great owners who want to own their properties I would consider uh, someone not ending up purchasing their property uh, an outlier situation. But if if a business owner did fail, we'd obviously want to understand why. We'd hope that we'd also understand why even sooner than most uh, most typical landlords would. You know, real estate is a huge part of why businesses succeed and why they fail, and including where the property is located and what the business's relationship with that property is. And so we think we're stabilizing you know, a great part of the risk of actually operating a business. But depending on the why of, you know, why fail, we either sell or we would work to find a new business owner uh, that's well suited for the space. We'll, we'll probably call up Coldwell Banker uh, <laughs> and try to uh, try to get, you know, someone to help us on the, the lease inside, the rental inside. 
Sure, CBC professionals love to hear that. So I want to go back to what you said about, you know, providing them with the down payment and the lease to own. Tell me a little more about that. What is the life cycle and, you know, how much of the lease to own goes towards the down payment? Everybody wants to sell once in a while. So when do you sell? Our lease to own product is structured around a five-year term. So upon taking over ownership of the asset, we establish a purchase option with that tenant, with that partner, that includes a predetermined purchase price for the end of that five-year term. Over the course of those five years, the tenant, the partner, accrues 2% each year in a credit towards that down payment of that predetermined purchase price so that at the end of five years, they will have accrued a 10% down payment. Uh, when that day comes, we'll then help them secure the best financing and facilitate a seamless transit transition into ownership. And hopefully they will then, you know, finance that remaining 90%. Back to Kevin talking about what if the tenant fails, uh, if you have a scenario where for some reason the tenant is unable to secure financing, do you extend the lease term? I think it really would be dependent on the why. You know, I think that we're trying to align incentives so that the business owner has no at least financial reason to not take us up on this option. And so I think it would really, really be case by case, but we'd want to be as empathetic as we possibly can to every business we work with. So I'd like to always ask about, you know, the crystal ball, you know, if you were to see where you are in five years, 10 years down the road. But I also find this interesting because while it's not, you know, what I typically think of as a disruptor, it is a disruptor. It really is. It's it doing something different than was previously done. As you mentioned in the beginning of this, it's, you know, big corporations buying large swaths of real estate and then raising rents or, you know, putting small tenants out of business for whatever reason. How do you see this as disrupting the commercial real estate industry as a whole? Yeah, I think you know the small business commercial real estate market is absolutely huge. It sees over 90 billion worth of deal flow annually, but it's never really had a buyer who can efficiently price and purchase these long tail transactions. The market for buying and selling small business commercial has historically been very fragmented, opaque, inefficient actually filled oftentimes with mom and pop buyers and sellers. Inventory sits stale for a long period of time. Vacancy rates go up. And so we think we're creating disruption or really innovation and in transforming this space as the first true institutional grade buyer that can buy these types of properties at scale. They may have sat on the market historically for months or have been purchased or released by a national credit tenant. But by partnering with landlords and brokers, we're actually making these types of properties interesting and worth focusing on, all while providing great data-driven offers, quick, efficient closings for folks, you know, like CBC agents. In addition to that, you know, we think we're empowering small businesses to become property owners so that they can obtain the control and wealth and permanence that ownership can provide them. Uh, they are bringing a lot of value to their neighborhoods. And so sort of rightfully sharing in that value with them. And that should really level the playing field for those who can actually become property owners. It should help some of the hardest working folks in America actually create real value and capture that value. 
And we think that's, you know, long needed disruption, not only to the commercial real estate industry, but also to how we as a country are sort of operating. And so, yeah, we're, we think we're charting a new way of doing business that rightfully values and shares and, you know, the quote unquote real and real estate contribution that local business owners bring to their neighborhoods, all while taking, you know, one of the largest expenses uh, in operating a business, which is rent and turning it into meaningful wealth for them. It's interesting. Prior to our call, I was reading an article in uh, one of the local San Francisco Bay Area publications where I'm located, and it was talking about a grocery store in one of the neighborhoods in San Francisco and how the owner, who is multiple generations ago since deceased, has passed it down through generations that have run the same store. And, you know, they're looking at it as, you know, this is our family business. We're established in the neighborhood. Our customers know us. We know our customers by name. And it just, you know, hearing you talk, I'm picturing as I'm sure a lot of our CBC professionals out there as they're listening to this, I can picture the value and how your organization really can go in and and assist those owners. So, I really want to thank you for joining today. It's been very interesting. I'm actually excited to learn more. I'm excited to see a partnership between Cobalt Banker Commercial Professionals and Withco. So thank you both. Again, very interesting. How do our listeners contact you? Well, thank you, Tom. It's it's been wonderful to speak. And and the best way is to reach out to us directly at partnerships at with.co. We are well on our way to closing 100 deals nationally and are excited to continue to build out that deal flow with this community. Another way I would say that we could we could work to get closer with this community is to invite us to your regularly scheduled sales meetings. After the conference, through our follow-up, we were lucky enough to join some of those weekly Monday meetings that different firms have across the country where we'll just zoom in and give a quick 10-minute overview on how we operate and share a few examples of recent transactions. So if there's ever an opportunity for us to join, please feel free to reach out. We, we would love to. Excellent. Well, thank you, gents, again. And I'm excited to learn more. As a reminder to our listeners, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to and like the CRE with CBC Worldwide podcast, available on your favorite pod app. Also, be sure to check out some of our older episodes as there's a lot of great content there. This is Tom Hershey with Coldwell Banker Commercial. Thanks for tuning in.